You are listening to Joe and John. Thoughts, comments, and discussion about the news of the day. And with me is Mary Jo Tumer. Hi, John. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? How are things in Cleveland, Ohio? Well, they're doing well. We're sunny days here, but um, from the inside of a house. Yeah. Well, I have to hit you right away with something that just came across the lines. Breaking news. Rand Paul is the first senator to be diagnosed with the coronavirus. No way. Yes. I, Mary, I, I never like to be crude. And I know you and I together never like to be crude. <laughs> but, but, but Mary, comment on this. Is there like some weird irony here? Yeah, you know how we've been saying for the last three years that irony is dead? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Irony's good and strong because and nobody it's... could have better. The only one who ha- could have gotten it first and it would have been even more ironic, probably Mitch McConnell. Yeah, probably. But I'm good with Rand. Mm. Well, I mean, that leads me to the more uh, serious question, I guess. Also breaking within about the last hour is that the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, announced that they had not come to an agreement with the Senate. And instead, she would uh, begin a bill to introduce into the House uh, for, for relief. I mean, obviously... This seems to pose the possibility of gridlock at a really terrible moment. What What are your thoughts on all of this? I just, I don't understand how that happens. I mean, how can those people get in a room together and not figure out what to do? And I understand that there are ideological constraints on both sides, and that's probably what's causing the gridlock. But can't you, I just can't imagine why they can't get over that to get something done for is the, the problem I'm sorry to interrupt you is the problem that this kind of leadership really ought to be coming from the White House absolutely I actually was I heard that on um, the news a little bit earlier I couldn't imagine that Trump isn't in the room with them or somebody who speaks for them saying you guys got to get this done and this is what it needs to look like Earlier, I heard uh, Rahm Emanuel talking about what it was like right at the beginning of 2009 when Obama first took over and how they talked with a sense of urgency about solving that thing. And um, it just doesn't feel like that's happening. Maybe on the medical piece, it is a little bit because you do have Fauci um, Mm -hmm. who cannot help himself from cracking up, which is both funny and scary. But um, I, it just doesn't feel like there's any central leadership at all. I, I'm going to be speculative here, which I, I shouldn't be, but, but I am. I just wonder if the guy internally behind the scenes speaking for the White House is Jared Kushner. Oh, I think he is. I think he is. I do. And I mean... I guess there could be worse people doing that. I'm not quite sure who that might be. I got to tell you, I can't quite imagine who would be worse. <laughs> I guess Stephen Miller, I suppose. Right, exactly. I say Mulvaney, but he's in Ireland yeah. now, isn't he? Yeah, um, I think so. So Meadows, right? Yeah. I mean, at least I think Jared Kushner um, 
understands that this is really a crisis and something intelligent needs to be done. I just don't think he has that much power. Well, no, I, do, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that he has that much personal power. Although, you know, the thing we think all the time is he probably does have extraordinary access. Right. And um, we're hearing that a wide variety of people are walking into the Oval Office or the personal quarters, wherever, which is kind of a frightening thing, but it's been typical of this White House and one after another shooting an idea at President Trump. Does, does that feel like a really bad idea to you? Absolutely, because the one problem with Trump is he himself doesn't have any fundamental beliefs that will help him in this crisis except close the borders, right? I mean, everyone right. says he's like, when you're a hammer, everything's a nail. So closing right. the borders, that's all he's got. So then he's just the last guy to talk to him. And if right. the last guy to talk to him is, you know, maybe Azar or Fauci, that, that could be okay. But if the last guy to talk to him was, God knows who he's talking to, um, that's probably why you get some of the crazy stuff coming out. I mean, the other day when he took off at Peter Alexander, I thought, who was got in his head about that? Yeah, because that Pretty. It was just so uncalled for. And all Alexander was doing was throwing him a softball. Like, what do you say to people who are scared? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, pretty incredible. Listen, we have to uh, wind up here. I really appreciate you taking your time. I hope everybody at your house is being safe and solitary and doing the best you can. Yeah, we heard a dispatch from our doctor friends in France today. And um and Dr. Tumert said the same thing. He said, don't take any unnecessary risks. Basically, translate to English, don't be stupid. Absolutely. Well, I think maybe that's the phrase we're going to carry on to all of our listeners. Uh, this has been uh, Mary Jo Tumert and John Paulette. Uh, full disclosure, we are siblings. <laughs> I wondered when you were going to say that. We should let people know that. And these conversations have been going on for decades and decades. But we will leave you with uh, the phrase from France, folks, don't be stupid. <laughs> All right. Bye, Bye everyone. Stay healthy. Yeah, Bye. you too.